Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Brian Wallace here. So glad that you're tuning in again. And boy, am I excited for today's guest. If you think that I'm all over the place, all motivated and everything, wait until you hear Joe Applebaum. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm doing un-freaking-believable. Life is amazing. Thank you for having me on the show. I feel you, man. Every day is a gift. So for those of you who are under a rock, I don't know how you might have missed Joe and your comings and goings, but Joe is the CEO of an incredible B2B digital marketing agency called Ajax Union. They're an Inc. 500 company based in Brooklyn. And because they're all B2B, they're going all in on LinkedIn. So tell us about what you've got going on right now, Joe. So we have been exploring the power of LinkedIn and it's crazy. It's so insane how much organic reach LinkedIn has for the people that are actually contributing. So as you know, there are over 500 million people on LinkedIn, 40% of them log in every single day, according to some statistics that I read, but there are only a million posts going up on LinkedIn each day. That means a lot of people are lurking or watching and very few people are contributing. So people are, you know, what I say is you can't go on Facebook while you're at work, unless you're on your own phone, but on your computer, it's not really justified, but LinkedIn is perfectly justified for people to socialize on LinkedIn while they're at work. So a lot of executive, a lot of influencers, a lot of decision makers are spending literally eight hours a day on LinkedIn, consuming the content that's out there and reading the inspirational, informational stuff that's going on. So if you're not posting, you're really missing out. Yeah, that's absolutely. the idea. Yeah. And so we, create, so we ask people, what are the top three reasons why you're not posting? People say, I don't have time. I don't know what to post or I don't see value. I'm not getting engagement. So what that basically means is you don't have a strategy. You don't have a plan. So we actually created something called the LinkedIn Authority Blueprint, which is a step-by-step -step strategy. It teaches people how to go from a lurker to an influencer. And I'm not talking about an influencer where you have 100,000 people following you, an influencer where you influence the right target demographic. So if you have 100 or 500 people that you want to influence in your B2B world, then you can influence those people by posting every single day once you have a strategy, once you have a blueprint. And that's something that we rolled out for 30 people last year. And we're testing it out to do it for a bunch more people this year. So I'm really excited. And that's what's really new for us because for a long time, we, I mean, we've serviced over 1,100 companies in the past 10 years. And most of our clients that we got early on, guess what they were from? They were either from SEO or they were from cold calling, believe it or not. We used to have sales reps doing 100 calls a day. But these days, cold calling, I, the type of customer that you're going to get from a cold call, you probably don't want. <laughs> yeah, the, the power That's really the idea. Awesome. So true. I mean, they're probably going to haggle on price. They're probably going to be the 80-20 rule where they're going to be the 20% and they're going to give you 80% of the headaches. I totally feel you. And I hear- and not only that. And not only that, Brian, here I'll tell you something else. If you can cold call somebody and convince them to come to you and to leave their current provider, how easy is it going to be for some other random shady provider to cold call them and get them from you, get them away from you by offering them and lying to them and whatever. So it has to be based on relationships. And that's why LinkedIn has become so important to our business. Absolutely. And I, you know, you've been on my radar for a while, but we didn't really kind of come into each other's orbit because until we really got serious about LinkedIn together, I think. And it was just a matter of time before we just kind of got onto this show. So I don't think you really need my help with uh, 
a lot of the things that I tell other guests with LinkedIn, I know you got that down. I love how precise you are with your goals. I saw the stuff that you had for your 2019 resolutions. This is the time of year where we cross out the eight and put the nine. Yep. So let's talk about something specific that I noticed you were talking about in terms of your goals for the year. You mentioned on there that you want to speak at 50 events, five zero. That's a lot because you don't just speak for a living, right? I mean, you've got a whole agency to run. So talk to me about that. Like what kinds of places do you want to speak at? What topics, what kinds of crowds? And then let's see where we can help. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I don't know if you know this, but about six years ago, I was seriously, severely afraid of public speaking. And Google went around asking certain agencies uh, if they want to become certified Google trainers. They rolled out a program for a short period of time. And I said, of course, I'll do that. If you put me in front of a room of 80 business owners, I'm happy to talk about Google's products and services because we're kind of like experts in that in that stuff. So we, I, I ended up having to do that. And through my journey, I started to find myself and I realized that this is something that I enjoyed tremendously, something that I feared previously, I enjoyed tremendously. So I started speaking more and more and more. And now what I love to do is I love to get in front of entrepreneurs and help them to go from frustration to motivation. So I want to help 1,000 hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. And the best way that I can do that is getting in front of a crowd of 50 to 100 people, having a conversation with them about their life, about their business, about their strategies, about the, the steps that they need to take in order to go from where they are right now, maybe they're in frustration, to a place of motivation where they have a clarity, where they have the motivation, where they actually have the plans and the accountability to help get them to the next level. So who do I speak in front of? Entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals, executives, people that are in marketing that just want a better strategy, a growth hack, a way to be able to do things to take their life and their business to the next level. So that's why I want to do 50. I figured once a week would be great for me. So this way I could focus the rest of my time on my business because I do have an agency and we're currently serving clients in the B2B space. So speaking for me is not only gives me the ability to help other people and gives me fulfillment, but often when people hear me speak, they want to buy my book, High Energy Secrets, or they want to join my motivation group on Facebook. And it allows me to be able to accomplish my life mission right now, which is to help a thousand hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation and have a, not just a better business, but a better life. That's fabulous. I'm so glad of how tuned in you are. I can tell you've put in so much work really figuring out what you want to do out there in your life. And that's definitely admirable. So let's add a few things. So you've talked about what we'll say different archetypes, but you haven't really named specific kinds of conferences. So one thing that I'm thinking about this time of year, as it's um, coming right up, the second week of March is one of the largest digital conferences, music conferences, interactive in the world called South by Southwest. So this is going to be my 10th year going. And let me tell you, man, it is just the world's fair of digital. Twitter really launched there. Um, one of the first years that the iPhone came out when it was only for AT&T, so many users were there. It crashed the AT&T grid and they had to bring in emergency stuff. Foursquare and geolocation, live streaming, basically all tech and social as we know it have been tremendously transformed from that. So I know you were talking about entrepreneurs, 50 to 100 people, but what about just being a household name where everybody just across the world just freaking packs up for a week or two, right? I feel like although it's too late in the year to apply to speak there, just to kind of walk it and check it out. And then maybe for 2020 to think about that as being one of the parts of the speaking venue, I think would be tremendous for you to just get known and noticed beyond everybody that already knows you because you know, the 500 plus million people on LinkedIn are great, but they haven't all seen you yet. And then there's some people that even though many people are logging in every day, they're still not there yet. They're not convinced. They don't know that there's great create, creator community and great content to consume. 
So what do you think yeah. about that one? I think it's a great idea and I would consider it. The only thing is when I look at the dates, it's like over the Sabbath. And for me as an observant Jew, I like spending time with my wife and with my five children in Brooklyn, New York. So that's really what I reserve. So like, I, I really don't like going away for Shabbos in general, but I would go in for a day just to kind of check it out and then bounce. Do you think that that would be enough? Sure. So for those of you who don't know about me, just because my name is Brian Wallace doesn't mean that I'm not an observant Jew too. And I've got six kids, so I totally feel you. This is not a kid's competition, ladies and gentlemen, but <laughs> I completely understand and I'm in a, a similar boat as you. So for me, it's actually basically like the one Shabbos a year that I'm away from home. And it's kind of been like that. Uh, in the early days of South by Southwest, before it was such an important event for us and I was still kind of exploring it, I would just fly in on Sunday after Shabbos. I'll tell you that quite a, a number of observant Jews do show up and we do have you know, certain things going on. Um, so you're not like left in a desert, but I think you could do it either way. I would say for the interactive portion, the people who are most relevant to you, not the music and film and stuff, for interactive, most of those people get in and it really kicks off Friday. All the events kick off that night. And then everybody stays Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Some people start leaving Tuesday, different parts of the day. So I think as long as you're in that band, whether you want to stay over Shabbat or not, that's fine. Because again, you're trying to get a sense of how well a fit this is for you. And just honestly, even if you didn't speak, even if you don't have a booth at the trade show, there's so many people that you can meet from all of the largest companies in the world, all the tech startups, all the people who have a side hustle. And not to mention, if we're just hanging out, I can introduce you personally in person to a bunch of people. Cool. You know, one of the things that I always tell people is that I have so many people that I've met over the past decade through me being a member of Entrepreneurs Organization, a member, a founding member of the EO Brooklyn chapter, me being a member of Vistage for many years, the Young Jewish Professionals, like just so many people, YEC, like all these groups that I've been part of, and I've amassed so many really close, amazing relationships I probably have about 2,500 people that I'd like to be in touch with at some given shape or form. But as as you guys know, there's something called the Dunbar Law, and which means that you can have more than a certain amount of relationships as a human being. I think the average for humans is 150 relationships at any one given time. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't meet new people. I love meeting new people. I just have to find a better way to stay in front of the people that I already know and speak to those people. You see, one of my goals is to be in front of a thousand people a thousand times instead of trying to find a million people to find me. I always tell people I don't want to go viral. I want to go deep with the right people. So for me, finding speaking engagements around the local area is very convenient for me. So if I'm going to have to qualify it, I want to do keynotes. I want to do workshops. I want to MC events in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Eastern region of the United States, if possible, or at least stay in the United States. I don't like, I'm not like a person that likes traveling in general. I don't like going to the ends of the world to speak, but I want to be able to make a difference for entrepreneurs. So for me, I want to do 50 speaking engagements, 50% of them I want to talk about LinkedIn. The other 50% I want to talk about either my breakthrough maze or how I went from average Joe to CEO, my seven stages to seven figures. So if you have any other ideas around other types of trade shows, other types of organizations, other types of events that I could speak at, I'm actually a member now of the National Speakers Association. So that's kind of like a lot of those speakers are speaking for a living. I'm fortunate enough that my business runs without me. I don't necessarily have to do the work because people are doing the work for me. Uh, but I'm still the visionary and I'm still inspiring them and I'm still the rainmaker of the business. So ultimately, at the end of the day, it relies on me to make sure that we're being successful as a business. 
So ultimately, but but speaking engagements is really the key. So if you have any other ideas, I would love it. South by Southwest sounds like something I would definitely consider doing. Yeah, and I think it's your vibe too. I think you and I are kind of similar in terms of character and archetype and the way we run our business, the way we're kind of the voice of the brand and all of that. So I, I totally hear you. So the fact that you're in New York City is fantastic. I mean, you could probably just go to the Javits Center every day. There's always like eight different conferences going on at once. I'd have to kind of look yeah. through to see some specific targeted ones. I feel like there's a lot of tech and B2B things that happen at the Javits Center that are probably worth checking out. Um, but that's the yeah. trade show perspective, not necessarily the speaking side. Uh, since you're already in the Northeast, I'll tell you, in Boston, Boston has a, a number of really interesting conferences. I don't know if you've ever heard of or been to the inbound one. That's the one that HubSpot puts on. I feel like that is really good from a content marketing and B2B perspective that I think your voice would be very welcome. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I've had uh, one of my, so I have a, a full-time admin that helps me out. He does a bunch of things for me. And one of the things that he does is he tries to find me speaking engagements and submits two different places, both on podcasts and also on uh, on various websites, on trade shows, on conferences, and so on. And what I find is a lot of these places he submits to, they set up a call with me, and they're like, yeah, if you take a $9,000 booth, we'll let you talk there. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do that one of these days. But right now, at this point, I'm looking to either get paid to speak or I'm looking to do talks where I can upsell them on something that I have to offer. I feel you. I have tried a little bit of the pay-to-play speaking in the past, and I don't really like it. So in the minute that we have left or so for our 15, I would say this. Rather than the admin just applying cold like that, and then their biz dev people hitting you up and saying, hey, pay us five, 10 grand to get in, I think that the relationship economy stuff, which you're already fabulous at, finding the people who know the people who run the show, I feel like you should be able to walk in and if you're willing to do it and not get paid a lot or they just pay for your airfare or hotel or something like that, because you're not looking to get rich off of speaking engagements. You've no, I'm not. I'm not. So I think that right. looking at it the other way where we're looking to see who are the people who can walk you in the door. And I think I can help you on a few different things like that. I think that's where to go with this. Yeah. And one of the one of the tips that they give speakers in general, the National Speakers Association, is you can fill up your entire roster from the people that you already know. You just have to tell them that. And the crazy thing was that last year, beginning of last year, I wanted to do, uh, I, I think my goal was like 25 speaking engagements. And at that point, I was like, how am I going to do it? I don't know how to do it. And then I, at the end of the year, last quarter, I just been repeating over and over and over. I want to do 50 speaking engagements in the next year. I want to do 50 speaking engagements in the next year. And literally, about 20% of the people that I tell it to say, I have an idea for you. I have an idea for you. I have an idea for you. And I got my first speaking gig that, that way, my first paid speaking gig. Um, my, you know, I've never really gotten paid more than five figures for a speaking gig. And I got my first five-figure speaking gig um, in 2019, which I'm so excited about because you know I'm going to be delivering some massive, massive, massive value. So Really, really exciting because so when you repeat your goal over and over and over, your goal tends to come true, especially if you're telling it to the people that know you, like you, and trust you. So for me, the advice that you just gave me is right spot on with what the speakers are talking about. Love it, man. Looks like that's all the time we've got, but definitely I'll try to think of a few specific places and let's chat some more. Thank you so much for being on today, my friend. Awesome. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.